Entrepreneur on Fire 601. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Hate losing your place while reading? Audiobooks.com has patented technology that lets you switch between devices without ever losing your place. Woo! And guess what? You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. FreshBooks is a simple cloud accounting solution that helps thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners save time billing and get paid faster. Try it for free at freshbooksoffer.com and join over 5 million users running their business with ease. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Sonny Brown. Sonny, are you prepared to ignite? I mean, what else would I be doing? (laughs) Sonny is Infodoodler-in-Chief of SB Inc. and was named one of the 100 most creative people in business and one of the 10 most creative people on Twitter by Fast Company. Sonny is the co-author of GameStorming and the leader of a global campaign for visual literacy called The Doodle Revolution. Sonny, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Okay, sure. Um, So maybe just uh, something that would be useful for your listeners to know is that I come from a small town and I did not have any aspirations to be an entrepreneur. And so I surprised myself and everyone around me. And so if anyone can do it, um, you know, I mean, if uh, if it's available for everyone, it is because I'm not a test case for probable success. (laughs) So Sonny, give us a little background about who you are and what you have going on. So, okay, so I have a lot of things going on, but I'll pick the ones that are most salient. Uh, my company is devoted to advocating for and educating people around visual thinking, and it takes a lot of different forms. So sometimes we teach people how to do what I call info doodling. Sometimes we teach people how to do visual storytelling. A lot of times we teach people essentially how to visually articulate something that is important for their learning and their comprehension, and we apply that in a variety of different settings. So it can be in a nonprofit or a business or in a personal in a personal setting. So the but the goal is essentially to crack open what for most people is very mysterious, which is the ability to express yourself and understand the world through visual language. Which is I know it's strange, but it's kind of magical. Well, Sonny, I can remember how important it was for me when I first started Entrepreneur on Fire to have some kind of visual representation of it, to have Mm -hmm. something where people could come to my site and not have to just read text, but they could press a play button and get the Entrepreneur on Fire story. And actually, Fire Nation, if you go to eofire.com slash about and you go um, to the second video down, I have a whole video animation about my avatar, Jimmy, who I, Sonny, consider the perfect listener for Entrepreneur on fire. And so I did a whole (laughs) video animation around Jimmy, him driving to work, listening to Entrepreneur on Fire, getting to work, you know, spilling coffee on his shirt, getting home, like doing, it was a really fun video. It's been viewed thousands and thousands of times and has so helped people resonate with my brand, Sonny, that Uh they wouldn't otherwise have, again, with just text on a page. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing 
truly animating about simply presenting information in text. I mean, I um, obviously I love language. I'm not opposed to people using language, <laughs> but you know, like what? How would I? I wouldn't get too far if I wasn't a fan of speaking and reading. But uh, there is a whole world of possibility that opens up when people can incorporate visual information, and I think you discovered that. And it's actually really cool that you did the avatar because. I would refer to that as sort of visualizing your future, meaning that you, this was when you first started out, right? Totally, right at day yeah, one. Yeah, so you were like creating the possibility that you would have listeners and that they would take on those characteristics. And that's an extremely useful visual exercise. Even if you'd never made it into an animated video, it's still a useful exercise to understand and to really create your own possibilities. I'm a huge fan of everything animation and being able to really resonate with the visual is so impactful. And, you know, that's Mm -hmm. something that we as entrepreneurs need to strive to do for our our audience every single day. But Sonny, here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we're we're very transparent. You know, I like to talk about everything and I like to share with them, uh, you know, a little pre-chat that we had that I found kind of interesting. You actually made the comment right before we started, you know, oh, people actually listen to audio interviews. And (laughs) what was really funny about that, and I found it was funny, is just, you know, how, like, surprised you truly were that that actually might happen. And, you know, and for me, coming from my industry, and, you know, then sharing with you that, well, yes, like, in fact, actually, Entrepreneur on Fire, the podcast, has now been downloaded over 6 million times. Amazing. Last month, we did 575,000 unique listens to the podcast over the course of just 30 days. So there are definitely people listening, but Sonny, it's during a very specific time. You know, it's during driving to work when they can't Uh maybe be sitting down and actually writing or doodling or or watching something. You know, it's during their runs on the beach when, you know, they can otherwise be doing other activities. Because what we like to say about audio, Sonny, and I think you'll probably resonate with this, is that you don't have to say no to something to say yes to audio podcasts. Oh, that's true. You can do multi, you can do simultaneous experiences. Exactly. So, I, you know, my, my break during the day is to go for a nice long run here. I live in San Diego on the bay. Mm-hmm. And that's my time to just kind of pop in some headphones and catch up with some friends who have podcasts and listen to what they have going on and great interviews like this. But I'm a full advocate. You need to be 360. I mean, it needs to be mm-hmm. listening to audio when you can, but it also needs to be visually stimulating yourself as an entrepreneur and especially your audience. So we try to do a full spectrum here at Entrepreneur on Fire, which is why I'm excited to get into your journey today, Sonny, because mm-hmm. you're the pro at this. You're the creative genius here. But before Thanks. we dive into your creative genius, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So Sonny, Take it away. <laughs> this one might be surprising to you because I'm going to quote Mike Tyson. <laughs> um, I am a big Mike Tyson fan, and I know he's controversial, but he's also a philosopher. And so one of his quotes that I return to all the time, and we can explore why that is later, is everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite Tyson quotes. And there, because if, if you unpack that, there's actually a lot of wisdom in there. Totally. And I can see that wisdom firsthand because I was an officer in the U.S. Army, Sonny, for eight oh, wow. years. I actually spent 13 month tour of duty wow. in Iraq. And so there's such a great quote that I used to talk to my men about is that I was like, listen, guys, I mean, we can talk to our blue in the face about what we're going to do on this mission, on this order. But every plan, as soon as that first bullet is fired, goes away. So everybody has a plan until that first bullet flies. Right. Absolutely. And that's true for entrepreneurs and that's true for just human beings, you know. Absolutely. So 
what I really want to talk about about this, because this is a really powerful quote. Sometimes we just kind of move on from the quotes because you know they're not as impactful or as important to entrepreneurs as others are, but this one's great. Yeah. And I have to say, personally, ever since Mike Tyson made his debut on Old School, I think that he's been really <laughs> well accepted from, from really people around the world because he played such an amazing role in that movie. But <laughs> everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Sonny, Take us to a quick story where maybe this happened to you or happened to somebody around you. What was an event that made you love this quote? Well, I think that um, I've actually been wanting to do a visualization of Tyson quotes, but I think that this one resonated with me because I didn't plan on being an entrepreneur. That was not in my buffet of options. Like I mentioned earlier, I came from a small town and it was a wonderful place to grow up, but it certainly was not an aspirational place, meaning that... Uh, I didn't get exposed to a lot of possibilities or choices. And so it was never, ever in my radar, on my radar to become an entrepreneur. And when I took that leap, which was a serendipity, you know, combined with a little bit of risk taking, combined with a little bit of craziness, um, <laughs> there was a series. I mean, obviously you get rewarded for, for taking risks. You know, you lose face sometimes and you, and you get knocked down, but you also get rewarded. And that's largely why people keep doing it. But I also got punched in the face a bunch of times. And, not like, you know, not by violent people, but, but, uh, you, you can't necessarily predict what you're going to experience or encounter and really who you're going to become and what will be asked of you along the journey. And so, um, I like the idea. I am a planner. I'm very strategic and I'm also a pragmatist. So I, you know, so I don't really make creative decisions that don't have some practical, um, outcome. But I, I like to plan, but I also recognize that agility is part of the deal. Like you can't just, you, you cannot say, oh, here's my step one through 10 and they're all going to unfold exactly as I want them to. And so I just like the idea that it's okay to get punched in the face. It's going to happen. And the, the, the most professional entrepreneurs and really the, the most expert sort of navigators are people that have a plan. They also know it could fall apart and they're, they're going to be okay with that too. Yeah. Sonny, I love that mentality. And mm-hmm. what I really want to focus on now is your journey as an entrepreneur. I mean, you've already alluded to it many times. I mean, this wasn't the path that you necessarily start started off doing no. and, and nothing you maybe thought at the age of 10 or 12 or even 16 that you were going to be this entrepreneur and featured in Fast Company Magazine, which is my favorite entrepreneurial magazine by oh, quite cool. a long stretch. And mm-hmm. I just... You know, I just love that you got to where you are um, in a very interesting way. And what I really like to do here at Entrepreneur Fire is tell stories. So let's start with you telling us a story. And Sonny, we don't just like to talk about kind of general realizations. We really like to go down to that ground level and be there with you when you mm-hmm. fail, so to speak. Be there in that moment with you. So take us back to a time, Sonny, that you failed. Tell us that story, the repercussions, and the lessons learned. Oh, man. I've been doing the entrepreneur game for eight and a half years, uh, not having anticipated that being a part of my path. So, uh, you know, from the outside, and I think, I hope this is going to be helpful for you, for listeners, because you, I always wanted inside information about being an entrepreneur. I wanted somebody to tell me the reality of it. I didn't want the sparkle and the glitz. That's exactly why we start with a failure, an entrepreneur fire sunny. I want to give the reality here. Thank you. I'm glad. I really appreciate that that cool. aspect of it because I do dig deep, and that's partly why I've been able to do some of the things I've been able to do. But um, I think one of one of the this was sort of like a recurring failure. It wasn't like one day I blew up a client project, or you know, <laughs> one day you know what I mean. It wasn't like that. It was more like a 
there's been a recurring lesson for me, which is that um, you have to have downtime. <laughs> like you can't because I'm I was so motivated, so driven, and not driven to be you know wealthy, but just driven to be actually safe. And so I was always trying to create a space and create uh, possibilities and options for me that would allow me to be sort of like. Um, in a place where I perceived that everything would be okay, and I know that doesn't make sense because um, it's kind of conceptual. But like when you're when you grow up in a circumstance where your options are limited, you don't necessarily have faith that one day they won't be limited. So your dreams are kind of small; they're kind of um, they're kind of abbreviated. At least they were in my situation. And so when I started on my entrepreneurial journey, I, I was so on fire, literally not to even make a pun, but I was so, I was lit under, from underneath partly by abject terror uh, because I was afraid that I wouldn't ever escape my small town. Um, and I was also motivated, of course, by a huge creative fuel, but I had to learn to differentiate those two things because one fire, actually, this is another Mike Tyson quote. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it always goes back to Mike Tyson. Let's make sure to at Mike Tyson on this, Sonny, so uh, <laughs> we can get him to listen in. Seriously. He, uh, he says, and I think he got this from uh, Cuz D'Amato, his coach, but he said, you know, fire is a fuel. You can use it to... Uh, Create. You can use it to warm your house or you can use it to burn it down. It's something along those lines. Right. I had to learn to differentiate between a fire that is destructive and a fire that is creative. And they're not, they come hand in hand. And so uh, the, over the years of, of becoming an entrepreneur and actually being way more successful than I anticipated, which in itself can be kind of treacherous, uh, I started to differentiate between destructive fire and creative fire. So we really want a story though, Sonia. I want you to get to a moment when you maybe had that fire that was about to consume you and destroy you. So tell us that. And real quick before you get into that, I want to tell you that Mike Tyson says, fear is your best friend or your worst enemy. It's like fire. If you can control it, it can cook for you. It can heat your house. If you can't control it... It will burn everything around you and destroy you. If you can control your fear, it makes you more alert like a deer coming across the lawn. <laughs> what a and weird guy. I love him. Of Mike Tyson. <laughs> exactly. And I mean and so and I think maybe for some for some people who start out that's not uh that's not a part of their journey but for me that unquestionably has been a huge part of my journey and I will tell you a story uh and this is not a known story so I'll just share it cuz I, I don't love have any- these. Yeah, I don't have anything to lose so whatever. But um so I spoke at TED at the TED conference in Long Beach in 2011 I think. And um, it was uh, it was on my ten year plan, right? When I first started out, because I was in the world advocating for visual literacy and talking about uh, the power of of allowing the mind to do um, to use modalities outside of the norm. So I had been speaking publicly for a while, and the TED conference was on my ten year goal. And so it was two years in when June Cohen, you know, called me and invited me to speak on the TED stage. Just under 1 million views, by the way, Fire Nation, 964,000 views. Not bad. But yeah, so I wasn't, so I wasn't ready, right? Like I wasn't, I, I was ready in the sense that I knew how to prepare for a talk. I knew how to design my own slides. I knew how to tell a visual story. I knew I was good at public speaking. I wasn't, I wasn't incapable, but it was, uh, it, it was almost like somebody saying, Oh, I've been learning to hike for a couple years. So now I'm going to go climb Everest. Like that's how it felt. 
Um, and that experience was transformative because obviously when you get on the TED stage, there's a whole slew of attention that, right. that results from it. But it was more a personal journey about recognizing where my limits are and, and uh, starting to honor the fact that while I'm perfectly capable of throwing myself in the deep end and I'm good at it and I've always been able to swim even if I didn't have the equipment, it's not necessarily optimal for your own mental and physical health, you know? And I mean, would I take back the TED Talk? No, because it was phenomenal and it got me, I ended up writing a book and, you know, have clients coming out of my wazoo and all, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not complaining, but, you know, in retrospect, it was extremely challenging and very nerve-wracking. And even people that speak on the TED stage that are even 20 years into their disciplines are terrified. You can see if you're, you know, you're actually present. Their knees are, you know, knocking. They can't breathe. They People faint before they go. <laughs> I mean, it's not a joke, you know. And I accepted with complete, you know, uh, chutzpah. But... In retrospect, I was like, wow, I didn't even give myself an opportunity to sort of take that in and, um, right. and appreciate it and prepare in a way that was more kind to myself, you know? Wow. Yeah. I mean, Sonny, that's just really powerful. I'm actually excited to Fire Nation to, to watch this TED Talk, and I'm going to link it up in the show notes page, so eofire.com slash Brown. You can watch it too. And, and Sonny, just let's do this, because we love having one clear takeaway for Fire Nation, because when someone like you gets going and that fire just turns into a bonfire, Sonny, you just <laughs> yeah. drop so many golden nuggets. For <laughs> Fire Nation, just pull out one. Give us one takeaway that you would like us, these entrepreneurs, sidepreneurs, small business owners to walk away with from that experience in your life let it ride it's okay to be afraid it's in fact it's natural to be afraid it's totally appropriate to respond with terror and to even walk through because i i hate it when people say you know no fear you know because i'm like that's the most unrealistic thing i've ever heard for a human being for a human mammal um so really the the takeaway is to, to be with your fear and to just hold it while you go through whatever it is that you're experiencing and um, don't let it consume you, but don't pretend like it doesn't need to be there. It's part of the process and it's not going to kill you, but it will make you stronger, which is such a cliche, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's perfectly okay to, uh, to sit and be afraid at the same time. Sonny, I like to tell Fire Nation to embrace their fear. Yes. It's innate. We're all born with fear. We're all born with a sense of survivalism. I mean, that's why that's right. human beings are still around right now. Exactly. We're incredible species. Incredible species. And we've mm -hmm. adapted, we've adopted, we've pivoted. And, mm -hmm. you know, we may end up being the, the, the death of ourselves at some right. point in the future. <laughs> oh, God, Time will tell. But yeah. I mean, as of right now, we have got to where we are these thousands and thousands of years because of that fear driving us forward and right. the ability to embrace it. And I actually look at fear, Sonny, as a differentiator. When entrepreneurs come to me and they say, John, like, I'm just being paralyzed. I'm scared. Like, the imposter syndrome is taking over. Nobody's yeah. going to want to hear what I say, see what I write, you know, look at what I doodle. I say, listen, that's happening to every single person want to be and possible entrepreneur around the world and that's making most of them quit so you should actually be happy that you feel that fear that everybody else is feeling because if you're able to rise above it and embrace it then you're going to be one of the few 
That's right. And I, you know, one of the blessings of growing up the where I did and sort of in the conditions that I did was that I, I got a lot of training in operating, even though you're terrified. So it was, so I don't get paralyzed whenever fear rises. I don't fight. I don't flee. Um, I just do what I have to do, but I got trained in that. Like not, not, not on purpose. I didn't have a teacher who was like, and yes, sensei, we will train you through fear. You know, <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was just, I got like in my experiences from, from, from zero to now, I got, a, I had the blessing of having to figure out how to keep moving, even though I was terrified. So I can do it, you know, um, but the, but, but there also needs to be kindness sort of mingled in there. Like you have to be compassionate with yourself while you're afraid. Like if you're hard on yourself while you're afraid or you give, you know, the voice kicks in like, oh, you know, you're not good enough or you need to, uh, somebody, or you're an imposter. I mean, that's a very common concern yes. of entrepreneurs, but that, and that voice is going to come up. I mean, that's, it's going to say all kinds of tricky things, you know? Um, but you can't necessarily allow it to consume you. And I and I found over time that the best the best strategy for fear is to be loving to yourself while you're in it. Be loving to yourself while you're in it. That Fire Nation is an amazing takeaway. And Sunny, I want to kind of go over where we've come thus far. We've talked about trials, tribulations, and obstacles that you faced in the past, and and what you really gained from that. We've talked about. You know, some aha moments that you've had about embracing fear and rising, you know, above it with it and using it to propel you forward, which is so yeah. powerful. Yeah. But now let's come to present times. Let's talk about you, Sonny Brown, today. Mm-hmm. Share with Fire Nation one thing that just has you fired up right now. Okay. I love that. Thank you for asking this because I am in a, <laughs> in a very transitional place. There's a guy named Jonathan Fields. He calls this the thrash, meaning that after you, because I just produced the book and it took four years. I, you know, I researched it and I prototyped it and I was traveling around the world, testing all the concepts out. And then I wrote it and then illustrated it and then designed it. So it was a massive project that of course I, uh, didn't, couldn't possibly have foreseen how, how, uh, sort of rigorous it was but so so that is done like that baby is in the world and it's doing (laughs) what it does you know and so of course there's like this there's like this I'm sure this happens to mothers after they give birth I mean I have no idea but they're like whoa I just created this entity this being and now who am I now what do I do you know wow yeah and and that's where I am and so and it's actually been a very liberating place to be because my my normal sunny that's sort of motivated by fear fire um is now like oh you know, I, I have proven to myself that I'm capable of creating something that's, if I can call it beautiful because it's mine, you know, um, it is beautiful and it is, uh, it is a powerful message and I didn't know I had it in me. And so, uh, I'm proud of it, you know, for, for, for once I can actually look at it and say, I'm really proud of it. But then of course I, I feel this sense of, uh, of, uh, possibility so I'm kind of sitting with the question mark because I, I, of course, you know, my mind will always come up with something to do. I'll be like, oh, I'll learn scuba diving or I will figure out how mm-hmm. to make mandalas. I mean, I will never run out of ideas. So my my challenge right now is actually sitting with uncertainty and sitting with a question mark and just seeing what emerges without trying to drive it, you know. And of course, I have some particular passion I'm thinking about. Cool. Well, I love that phrase, Sonny, sitting with a question mark. And to be honest with you, I have no idea 
exactly if you would have been able to do it. But I know that right now at my point in life, I would be able to be comfortable sitting with a question mark. But rewind the clock just two and a half years before I launched Entrepreneur on Fire and sitting with a question mark terrified me. I was, all, I know. <laughs> I was on that mindset, Sonny, that I had to be on this path. I had to be on this either corporate ladder or just career ladder yes. that I was moving down at all times. And if there was one mo- moment that my car, you know, on that path was pulled over to the side of the road, yeah. that was horrible. Terrifying. People were yeah. flying by me left and right. And, right. And that's just not the case, Fire Nation. It is so okay. In fact, it's so liberating, like Sonny said, to be able to get to a place where you can sit with a question mark because that is where she's going to be able to go so introspective and really dig deep and find exactly what that true passion that she just mentioned that she's brewing right now, but really fleshed out the right way, Sonny. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think that that's particularly in our culture, you know, our culture, there's a lot of seduction around, uh, being productive and constantly doing and being successful. And we put a high value on, you know, how much money do you make? How much status do you have? How productive are you? And that's very seductive. You know, like you can, if you're not careful, your whole identity can actually get entangled in this idea that, you know, your value is based on your productivity is particularly in America. I mean, we are, I'm impressed with what we can produce, but I'm not impressed with how we don't know how to slow down. And so I'm actually testing myself, testing my own capacity to wait and see rather than build, 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 build. And it's a, it's a purposeful exercise. I'm doing it on purpose because I know I have 18 potential new entrepreneurial activities that are just sitting there waiting for me to attend to them. And I'm just staring at them and I'm just like, hold on, you know, we're just going to wait this out. I love that mentality. And Kate and I just got back from a two week trip to Europe. And, you know, we landed in Paris. We went to Barcelona, Cinque Terre, Switzerland, Mm. and Prague. And what's so fascinating is that every different one of these cultures, Sonny, has different ways that they approach that mentality that you talked about. I mean, Barcelona is a prime example. I mean, their banks open at 10, they close at 11 for literally a three hour lunch, open at two, then they close at 3.30. And you're like, you know, do they, do they get any work done? I mean, that's unbelievable. But guess what? <laughs> these people are taking naps in the day. They're having these three-hour lunches. They're going to yeah. dinner at 10 p.m. and waking yeah. up at 9. Yes. And guess what? They're not under a bridge somewhere begging right. for money. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you think. That's what we think, that we'll be homeless under a bridge if we're not obsessed with working. That's what we, we have that thought. We think that if time. we ever don't keep working 100 miles an hour, that we yeah. are going to be under a bridge somewhere. Something terrible will happen. But then exactly. there's just whole countries and whole cultures yeah. who just were brought up with a totally different mentality. And, you know, I mean, they don't, you know, it's not, I mean, we see what ha- we saw it happen in Greece and we saw what happened in other places. I mean, right. you know, sometimes things do come from that, but I mean, sure. at the same time, they're not under a bridge all begging for money. They are living, and many of them are living very fruitful and, and fulfilling lives. Well, exactly. And that's the other thing is that the, what, I mean, anybody who studies happiness, you know, Americans are also stu- obsessed with studying happiness, which I think is interesting. It's kind of an oxymoron, of, yeah. Right, exactly. We're like simultaneously looking for it like it's a thing you can make or build. And um and it comes it's it's this is it's like unequivocally clear that happiness comes from quality relationships with people who care about you. And it comes from nature, which is like a no-brainer. And so when you when you nurse and sort of cultivate relationships that are really uh sort of intimate and authentic, 
so much joy comes from that. And that's free. That doesn't require a 12-hour workday. And in fact, a 12-hour workday is going to get in the way of that's cultivating right. those relationships. Exactly. And yeah, and I've spent a ton of time in France. And I know, you know, Americans like to make fun of the French for not, you know, being productive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like an ongoing saga. But, uh, but they, they have certainly figured out a quality of life piece that I think Americans could learn quite a bit from, which is like the pure joy of a sensory experience and the pure joy of, of a slow walk down a beautiful tree-lined street and the pure joy of a conversation with someone. I mean, that, that is powerful stuff. And we are, I feel like we're learning that, but it's not instinctive to us. Wow. I love this conversation, Sonny. And I, I, could, I was like, I hope it's not the opposite of what you were hoping. It's, it's actually <laughs> the exact of what I was hoping. And I could have this all day. And I know Fire Nation is digging it as well. And Sonny, we're about to hit the lightning round. But before we do, let's thank our sponsors. Are you still using Word or Excel to create invoices? Do you lose receipts or forget to keep track of your expenses? Save on time and taxes with FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, capture expenses, and track your time. FreshBooks is accounting made for you, the non-accountant. It's the simple cloud-based solution that's helping thousands of new entrepreneurs and small business owners save time billing and get paid faster. You can try FreshBooks for free today at freshbooksoffer.com. And here's an awesome deal for you, Fire Nation. Right now, save 25% off of FreshBooks. Go to freshbooksoffer.com, sign up for your free trial, then call 866-303-6061 and mention FIRE to get your 25% discount. This is a limited time offer only for Fire Nation, so don't forget to enter FIRE in the How Did You Hear About Us section when signing up for your new account. Ah, there's nothing better than having targeted audio content at my fingertips. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and audiobooks.com, of course. If you love consuming audio content as much as I do, then you're going to love audiobooks.com. In addition to their online library that boasts over 40,000 titles, including bestsellers, new releases, and all of your business favorites like the 4-Hour Workweek, Crush It, and Utility, Audiobooks has an industry-leading bookmarking technology. Sound random? Um, try downloading multiple audiobooks and listening to them simultaneously. The bookmarking technology is such a lifesaver. You'll never lose your place again, even when switching between devices. If you're looking for great audio content that you can listen to instantly from anywhere, check out audiobooks.com today. You can download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them instantly. Check out all the great benefits of becoming a member and get your first book for free today at audiobooks.com slash fire. And Sonny, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share some incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'll do my best. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? There were so many things holding me back. (laughs) I didn't even think it was possible. Uh, it's like, there's, there's a, um, can I just tell like a short story? Yeah, go. So I, you know, I study visual perception and visual information and the mind and how the brain works with visual language. And so they have shown that if you, if you have a, a mammal inside of a room and it grows up for a period of time inside of that room and all it can see is that room, 
then when the mammal is removed from that room, it does not have the physical capacity to see anything else. It actually, you know, it has to be from like the formative years. Okay. So if you take it out of that room, it literally cannot see. So if you put a a spoon in front of it or another animal, it does not have the physical capacity to see that thing because it has never developed that ability. And so I equate that with with uh, sort of possibilities for other people. Like if you're growing up in a circumstance that's not ideal, then your dreams are limited by the very things that are around you. They can be, you know. And so I think one of the things that was uh, that held me back from being an entrepreneur early on was that it wasn't on the table. It wasn't even an option. It's like when you're a woman growing up in the 50s, you're like, I'm going to be a nurse, a teacher, or a secretary, or a flight attendant. Like, those are your four options. And so when I was growing up, being an entrepreneur was not even an option. And that, of course, that held me back because it wasn't even on the radar, you know? And I, and I, I know that's true for a lot of people so all over true. the world. Yeah. Powerful, Sonny. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, take time off. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have mentors. I've always actively sought mentors and one of the the threads that they all and these are wise people. These are people that are 40 years into their careers and 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 headed toward retirement and they all universally say downtime is is the most reju- rejuvenating thing you can give yourself. It's totally counterintuitive particularly to Americans, but that's the the downtime is the very place in which that creative spirit can emerge. So it so they always used to say take July off and take December off and I was like, <gasps> you know, like that's a whole month. <laughs> yeah, it took me like 4 years to even consider it. <laughs> <laughs> so you approve of my trip to Europe. Yes, exactly. And I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be a, a big, huge chunk of time. It could be two weeks, but really let your mind shift modes and go into another place, which is part of what the the book is about, too, is about uh, moving your mind into spaces that allow for an organic emergence of uh, your passions and what you really care about. If you don't stop the train, you, you really um, don't really have the opportunity to see the, the scenery. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Well, I'm a meditator. I think that's a big, big, big one. And I know it's, uh, I guess it's becoming sort of a trend. But uh, yeah, I have a deep meditation practice and I do that pretty regularly. And it creates total sanity. It constantly realigns me with who I am and what I care about. And it also allows me to sort of remove that seductive layer of status and, and power and wealth and recognize that that doesn't that's not a sustainable plan, you know. So I recommend meditation even for people who don't um, identify with Eastern religions or anything. It's just a, it's a human practice that is very clarifying and wonderful. Sonny, share with us an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners. An internet resource? Um, can I say not to get off the internet? Yeah, that, absolutely. <laughs> that would be my recommendation. The internet is, again, it's another one of those uh, bells and whistles, super shiny. Um, you feel like if you're not on it, you're missing out on something. And I always recommend that, you know, you're going to be on the internet all day at your office. So my suggestion is that you get off the internet and get a book or, or listen to some audio podcasts. From yeah, I have converted <laughs> you from wondering if anybody in the world was going to listen to this interview to now <laughs> recommending audio podcasts. My job here is done, Sonny. Thank you. Go run by some water and listen to Entrepreneur. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sonny, if you could recommend one book and Game Storming will be on your show notes page, what book would you recommend? 
Well, The Doodle Revolution is the second book, so I highly recommend that. <laughs> but I also recommend The War of Art. It's one of my favorite um, sort of quick, wise, you know, really powerful books. It's by Stephen Pressfield. It's be- Have you ever read it? Many times. I've oh, read great. all of Stephen Pressfield. It's like if you read one of his books, you're just like, okay, let me read all of his books now. Let me now. read everything else you've written. I I'm know. into his fiction now. Like I'm reading The Afghan Campaign. Oh, I'm- that's awesome. So many great books he's written. I just love his style. Yeah, he's incredible. And he's he, he also, I think, has kind of figured it out where he's like, you know, you, you always return to your uh, your home, you know, like the place that nourishes you. I think he's figured that out. And I think that and he surrounds himself with people that are really have a lot of integrity and are really wonderful people. And I think that uh, that shows up in his work. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I've taken Fire Nation, my vocabulary from like a four to like a 6.5. And I just by reading Stephen Pressfield, and the only reason for that, though, is because on the Kindle, if you just press on a word you don't know and you hold it for like a second, the full definition will just pop up. And Stephen Pressfield, especially on his fiction books, he writes incredibly long, you know, just... His vocabulary is extensive. And I always wonder, how, like, is it native or are they actually stopping and getting a thesaurus? And right. like, <laughs> I always wonder that. I want to say amazing, but in like 12 different ways. So how do I do <laughs> <laughs> Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Sonny, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? What would I do with $500 and a laptop? I feel like the question is designed to make me come up with an entrepreneurial idea. No, it's really, it's really actually designed for Sonny Brown to be open and honest right now about what okay. you would do in this situation. Well, I would close my laptop and then I would find five of my friends. But you don't know anybody. So how would you make those friends? Oh, how would I make those friends? Oh, I would probably draw them pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Here, look at my picture and here's a coffee. <laughs> I'd probably start a conversation with some strangers and, and f- ask them to tell me stories of their own. And th- I think that when storytelling is very connective, it's a way to connect to other people. And so that's probably what I would do. I would probably move toward more of a quality of life thing rather than trying to do a startup, you know. Um, but if I if I had to come up with an idea for $500 and a laptop, like, for like a business idea, do I have to answer that one? No, this is just you, Sonny Brown. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like the money is not interesting to me, and the laptop is also not interesting. <laughs> um, so, sorry if that's not your traditional answer, but I'd probably close the laptop, and I'd probably take some, I'd make some friends through storytelling, and then I would take them all out to dinner. Well, the point of this <laughs> untraditional question is to get untraditional answers. So, Sunny, you have succeeded, my friends. <laughs> Thank you in that. And yeah, of course. I've just enjoyed hearing your journey. I'm excited to watch this TED Talk that I will put on your show notes page, okay, eofire.com slash Sonny Brown. And Sonny, let's end by you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. In my 36 years of being on the planet, I found that uh, being compassionate and loving toward other people is one of the most valuable contributions you can make. 
to yourself and to other people. So, you know, don't don't judge yourself or gauge yourself based on your accomplishments. Just do it based on how well you treat yourself and other people. Love that. And how can we find you? You can find me at sunnybrown.com and also at doodlerevolution.com. But um, if you're going to be on the lake in Austin, I will be there in like 30 minutes. <laughs> Love <laughs> it. And one of the 10 most interesting and creative people on Twitter is not going to give her Twitter handle? Oh, my goodness. What was I thinking? It's at Sunny Brown, S-U-N-N-I. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, we'll be linking that up as well, Sunny. I've already followed you and been fascinated. So, Fire Nation, I recommend you do the same. And give give Sunny a shout out. Just say, what's up, Sunny? Yeah. Enjoy the interview on Entrepreneur on Fire. And Sunny, wow, it has been an honor chatting with you. Oh, thank you for letting me answer sort of a traditionally. I appreciate that. No, for sure, Sunny. It's been so incredible. Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you, Sunny, on the flip side. And if you have any quotes by Mike Tyson, feel free to tweet them. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Fire Nation, are you a fan of electronic dance music? Do you want to learn from successful DJs and producers? Check out edmgiant.com today for inspiring interviews and insider tips about how you can break through the industry. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 